Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Left of Straight Show with your host, Scott Fullerton, as we discuss everything under the rainbow sun, from LGBT issues to foodies, entertainment to books. Join us as we talk to some of the most interesting leaders and celebrity LGBT guests and allies on the internet. So grab a cocktail, it's always happy hour somewhere, and enjoy the show. Now, here's your host, Scott Fullerton. Well, howdy, 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 everybody. Welcome, everyone, to the Left of Straight Show. I am your host, Scott Fullerton. It is Monday, March 30th, 2020. I appreciate your listening in and hope you're all doing okay during these tough times in our world. The Cheeto-in-Chief yesterday said we're on quarantine and social distancing for another 30 days to the end of April. I hope you're all feeling okay physically, mentally, and financially. I understand it's very unsettling right now, but we are going to get through this together. So thanks for listening in. Hopefully this will provide you a little bit of entertainment for an hour or so here. I appreciate you joining in every Monday and Tuesday for you. I appreciate you being here. I'm coming at you live every Monday and Tuesday. And most of the interviews this season are going to be pre-taped with some live interviews with most of these our pre-tape, today's two interviews I taped over the weekend. Um, I have a couple of great friends coming on for you. Today is Musical Monday, so I have as my musical guest today the fantastic Brandon Stansel. He's an out-and-proud country music artist and a great friend of the show. He's doing a live stream this Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as part of the Digital Drag Fest that started airing on April 27th, it's going live through April 5th. A lot of great drag queens going on live every night for a half hour to 45 minutes. A couple of great musical artists, including Brandon this Wednesday, uh, the first. And I believe our buddy Tom Goss is going on there on the closing day, April 5th. So be sure to look out for that. And then my second interview today, I have a great friend of the show, Mr. Del Shores, coming back on. Love having Dell on. Um, he's such a great guy, playwright and uh, director, producer, all that good stuff. So great show. We're in our third week of our fifth season. Um, it's just been fantastic. We've been great listeners. Um, listenership is up quite a bit. We usually get around 10,000 listeners per show. That's been up a little bit this season. I appreciate it. Probably due to everyone having to be stuck at home. But I do hope you have subscribed on your favorite uh, podcast distributor. You can go to iHeartRadio. You can go to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Just press the little subscribe button, and you'll get a notification when our live episodes go up every Monday and Tuesday. And you can listen to it anytime throughout the week at your leisure. Trying to bring you great interviews from the LGBT community and our straight allies in entertainment, foodies, books, pop culture, and advocacy. 
So thanks again for listening in. Um, we're going to start the show in just a couple of minutes here. Uh, I hope you guys, like I said, have been taking care of yourself during this downtime, trying to find something to do. I have been cooking and eating like crazy. And because I've been eating so much, I've gained four pounds and now I'm walking more. So I'm walking like crazy um, and trying to keep myself balanced and getting that done. I've started uh, talking with my therapist again, just to get the thoughts out of my head as we go through all this. I think it's good to keep your mental health intact. And so I have the therapist that I've talked to off and on throughout the years. I haven't talked in about two years now, but I uh, made an appointment the other day and we were talking weekly for a while. So I'm very happy for her and to have that. Um, I have been doing lots of interviews because so many people are quarantined and not able to go out. I've gotten some great people to talk to, doing a lot of pre-tape interviews, about uh, two a day, most uh, Wednesday through Sunday here. So I got lots of great content coming up for you on that. Uh, I did break down. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but the big thing on Netflix right now is The Tiger King. And it just seemed weird, just all the different <laughs> thoughts on it. So I wasn't sure if I was going to gonna get into it or not. But I went ahead and Friday night, I decided to play it. And believe it or not, I played all episodes back to back. Kind of like a traffic accident. You just can't turn away from it. It's a little, if you haven't heard about it, if you've been living under a rock, um, Tiger King talks about the world of exotic animals and has three main characters in it. One is a, a um, exotic animal keeper that's kind of a weird cult-like guy and has a harem of women around him. He provided the Britney Spears tiger in her video, and he's just a weird one. Then another one is called Joe Exotic. He's gay. He's had three husbands and all sorts of issues surrounding him. And then there's this girl, Carol, that's supposedly an animal rights activist with a sanctuary for these big cats and kind of the the thorn in the side of these um, exotic animal keepers. And she might, may or may not have killed her husband and fed him to her lions that she keeps on the preservation. And it's a weird freaking show, boys and girls. But it is a little fascinating. Like I said, it's one of those traffic accidents you just can't turn away from. So if you're looking for something to see, there you go. Tiger King on Netflix. I'm about out of things to do and see. So if you have any recommendations, please uh Shout out to me. Um, if you're not following me on social media, it's at left of straight, always spelled L-E-F-T-O-F-S-T-R and the number eight on Instagram and Twitter. And the Facebook page is left of straight show or send me a friend request. I think it's a public page for Scott Fullerton from my Facebook page for myself. Always look forward to talking to people. Let me know what you guys have been up to. Let's go ahead and get the show started here. We're going to start with my interview with Brandon Stansel. Uh, again, he's a fantastic country artist, some great music, and has a live stream coming up this week. We're going to talk about supporting all these people um, as we can throughout the, the shows here while we're in pandemic mode. But we're going to start off with uh, his single from last year uh, called Top Shelf. So this is Brandon Stansel singing, and then we're going to be talking to him on the other side 
You're listening to the Left of Straight show right here on the Left of Straight radio network. I'll be back between songs, between interviews. Bye-bye. I've been a huge fan ever since. 
from his up-tempo Top Shelf and Christmas song Not the Same Time at Christmas Time last year to his most recent single, I Just Want You to Be Happy. He's always bringing a little soulfulness to his wonderful lyrics. Like all of our other great friends during this quarantine 2020, he's been sidelined from performing, so he's going to take to the Internet this week to share his music and his sweet country smile with all of us, and I am here for it. Please welcome back to the Left of Straight Show, the wonderful Brandon Stansell. Brandon, how you doing, buddy? I'm fine. How are you? I am doing amazing. I'm hunkered down and having a quarantine at night and going through lots of coffee during the day just to get through the monotony. How about you? That sounds perfect. Um, I really enjoy your quarantine. I have a perfect picture of what that is. I've had a few myself. I'm doing fine. You know, it's uh, it's obviously not ideal, but just trying to find the good and the bad and uh, um, just wade through it. But yeah, um, I'm uh, I'm ready for it to be done. But until it is, uh, here we are, and I'm so happy to be here with you. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, I'm so excited to have you back, and. I'm sure as a singer-songwriter, having a little solitude is nice, but you need to get out there and experience the world to have something to write about. So it's kind of a double-edged sword there, right? Always, always. But you know what? Again, you just like finding finding the good in it and trying to find your how to keep trugging along, uh, you know, despite everything that's happening around you. So, you know, I'm, I'm able to kind of slow down a little bit. Um, I've been spending a lot more time with my guitar, which is much needed. <laughs> um, nice. And, uh, just, just, you know, trying to not go crazy. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, I'll be, like I said, I'll be ready for this to be done. Um, but um, I'm doing okay. <laughs> I'm fun. doing just fine. There you go. Good. All right. Good to hear it. Well, for those of you listeners hiding under a rock, we talked about where you grew up and your coming out story in our last interview, so you guys can jump into our Left to Straight archives for that. But let's talk about what you've been up to since we chatted. I think it was just before Pride season last year, so it was the first kind of tour going to all these Pride events. How was that getting out there and sharing your voice with an entirely new audience? Great. Yeah, I mean, I played a, a string of this year, including Nashville Pride, so it was fun to kind of go back to my home state and play um, play their Pride show, and uh, yeah, I had a great time, um, and just got to um, meet fans that, that have I've obviously been connected with for the past few years, um, that come out and, see, and actually see the live show um, and get to meet them was really special to me. Um, and then just getting to meet new people uh, and hearing their stories, especially people in the South, queer people um, who have always country music but never really seen themselves in it. Um, it was a, a really special time to kind of get to um, to talk to those people um, and and just hear that they kind of finally felt that they had um, someone singing their songs. Um, so that was really that was really important to me, and and uh, it was a great summer and. Um, then we, you know, I kind of came back to L.A. and threw myself into what's going to be this next handful of new projects coming out um, in the next few months. That is fantastic. I'm so glad you got to really enjoy that. I also want to congratulate you. You've got a, your management team combined with another group. And so talk about the importance of having a good team behind you. What's that like during this downtime uh, it's got to be nice to have that support i'm sure they're, they're getting people canceling on them all the time but talk about this new direction you're taking here 
Well, yeah, so uh, I was uh, – my my manager, um, I was his only artist uh, for a long time, and then um, he uh, – his management company got absorbed by Producer Entertainment Group, which represents primarily uh, <laughs> drag queens, <laughs> RuPaul's drag queens. Which I love. Um, I love that. Uh, I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just happen to be one of the uh, – I think the only non-drag uh, – um, artists on the roster, but uh, we they decided as a team that they were going to put together this uh, thing called Digital Drag Fest, which is happening now um, through mid-April, and um, we were, were all doing live streams, uh, 30 to 45-minute shows, um, and I, that's what you were talking about earlier, so mine is on April 1st, so it's on Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, so you don't have your ticket, get it? <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's been uh, just just having them realize that everyone's, you know, seeing everyone's shows get canceled and knowing that that is not only like our source of income and livelihood, but it's also theirs. Um, So they were, you know, quick on their feet to think of, uh, you know, how they could support us and um, came up with this uh, digital drag fest idea. And I love it. And I'm so happy and excited to be a part of it. Um, And uh, yeah, I just feel very fortunate because they are, um, there, I have a great team. Um, always thinking about um, me and the next step, and um, and uh, you know, kind of pulling me uphill. So, um, really grateful for them. Nice. And what is your kind of gut sense of getting back to normal? Are the venues all open to rescheduling? Are they canceling? You're going to have to start all over again from scratch. Or what's it looking like for an artist like you said that relies on these gigs, upcoming gigs? Well, I mean, I think a lot of people are, uh, as of now, rescheduling. The first show that I was supposed to play that got canceled was the was 1010 South in Nashville, the Songwriters Festival there. Um, so that was supposed to happen late uh, the last weekend in March, and that got rescheduled for October. Um, and then there, uh, everything else is kind of has a question mark next to it. So I'm not really sure, but um, trying not to worry about it right now, just trying to kind of get through and do what we can. So. Obviously, a lot of artists are turning to live streams. We're doing this. We're also doing live streams um, with the with the drag fest. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll take it one day at a time. <laughs> one day at a time and go from there. Right. Because I don't think well, anybody I, knows what's happening. <laughs> exactly. And I got to shout out to the entertainment community and everybody in general. All these content creators doing such great work. I'm trying on my social media to kind of shout out a different person every day, either from the field of entertainment or from restaurants or from even I have a good friend doing workout videos because that's there uh, with the gyms closed, people doing private lessons and things like that to count on that yeah. income. All these workers have gotten their income slashed, if not cut off completely. And it's creating some amazing content online, which is wonderful. I wish I would have invested in Zoom. It's gone up like $140 in the last four weeks for sure. So I'm feeling a little silly that way. But <laughs> but I'm really impressed yeah. with everybody really stepping up to the plate. It's great. I mean, in times of crisis, people become really inventive. And, I mean, again, the good with the bad, right? So it's been really exactly. interesting to see how people, how people adapt. Um, but, um, yeah. Very much so. Let's get into the music a little bit. I mean, speaking of, of working with drag queens, I want to talk about 
this great video from last year for Top Shelf. I recognize that beach, being a Southern California guy and loving Malibu to begin with. But I've had Blair St. Clair on the show, and it looks a little familiar to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> talk about that location and talk about that song. I actually love this story. So the video that Blair shot on uh, El Matador Beach, which is where we shot Top Shelf, um, I actually wrote that song for her. Easy Love is a song that I wrote for her. So she Easy went down really? there. I, and I did. Wow. Yeah. I uh, wrote it with a couple of people here in L.A., a good, uh, a good friend of mine that I work out with and um, one of her producer friends. So, um, yeah, so uh, anyway, she went down and shot that. Blair went down to El Matador and shot that video. And then a few weeks later, um, my manager who organized that shoot said, hey, you know, if you're looking for a beach, this was, you know, this location was great. And if you go, like, on a Monday, there was nobody there. So it's like completely empty, and we needed an empty beach. And so we had planned um, to be there, and, um, and we got there, and there were like 500 people on the beach. It was crazy. Oh, no. There were so many people. <laughs> and we were like – and if you've ever been to El Matador, it's not like – it's not like just a quick, you know, park and, like, you're at the beach. Like, there, exactly. there is, track, like, right. a half-mile walk, <laughs> yeah, down the switchback. And we had – we were carrying sandbags and we were carrying, you know, we had this huge camera. We had, we had lighting. We had all these big oh my that we were like standing up on the beach and there were all of these people there. And it was, uh, it was one of those things where you just had to r- roll with it. Like, because people were <laughs> obviously annoyed that we were disrupting their beach day and we were obviously annoyed that they were at the beach. <laughs> See, next time you just bring um, craft services and tell them they're part of the crew and make them call it down for you. Make the beachgoers call oh it Oh, my God. <laughs> well, the thing about it is, is all of, all of the videos that I've ever shot, it's been on a bare-bones cru- uh, bare crew. So usually we just have one cameraman and, and a DP and the director, um, and that's right. it. So we were, for the Top Shelf video, we were a crew of three, me and my manager. So there were only five of us. And we had to carry oh all goodness. this stuff up and down that beach. Wow. Oh, so it was a it was a full day and uh by the time it was probably ten o'clock by the time we packed up and got out of there. And uh it was it was a full hard day and I remember looking at <laughs> looking at my friend Trent who shot that thing and I said, If anyone ever tells me that making a music video is fun, I'm just gonna slap them. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. It, is, it looks like a lot of fun, but boy, it's hard work. It's hard work. So I anyway, bet. but Damn I was really really proud of, of the way that came out. Um and well, uh, was, the song was, is amazing. Talk about the song for a second. How'd that kind of come to you? Um was it a quick write or did you so it, it was a write that started in Nashville and finished in L.A. Um, my friend Mylon and I wrote that song. He's co-written a bunch of my stuff with me, co-wrote Slowdown and Hometown and a couple other songs that came out of my uh, record a few years ago. Um, right. But we started the write in Nashville. Uh, I wasn't really sure what I thought about it at first, and then it kind of grew on me, and I ended up really taking to it, and then we needed a bridge, so – uh, we FaceTimed, <laughs> FaceTime wrote a bridge about a month later, and that was the beginning of, um, or that was the, the right set portion of that song. And then um, he actually produced it. Uh, it was the first thing that he's produced for me, and 
um, yeah, just really happy with the way it all all came together. Very cool. Well, the song is amazing. The video is fantastic there on the beach. You're looking good, my friend. I mean, talk about, I guess you worked out with your producer workout partner, but goodness, I'm looking at your driveway videos of your workouts while you're at home here. <laughs> looking mighty good, my friend. How are you doing your improvising there? Are you enjoying your little oh, driveway workouts? <laughs> you know what I am. So I quarantined myself with my workout partner. He, he and his wife, those are the only two people that I've seen in the past 14 days. So we, um, we, he had a bunch of equipment and um, we, we borrowed some from the gym before everything kind of got closed down. So we're, <laughs> we kind of begged, borrowed and steal, stole our, our <laughs> CrossFit gym. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're, we're able to kind of keep, keep moving, which is, uh, you know, contributing to me keeping my sanity over, <laughs> over the past few weeks, <laughs> just being able to get out there oh, and move a little great. bit. But I love it. I, I love, love it. it. I love it. I love doing it. Pays off, my friend. You're looking good in that video. I just was, wish it was a wet white T-shirt, but you're looking good, my friend. Keep it up. <laughs> oh, man. oh, it was a it was a big to do. They uh, that director, <laughs> my friend Trent, was like, "We need to get your T-shirt wet," and I was like, "Nope." And they're like, "Yep, we do. We need to get that T-shirt wet." <laughs> and I just I put up a big fight. I wasn't gonna do it. And then finally, they there got like go. one shot of me because a wave kind of rushed up behind me and ended up getting me soaking wet. Um, so there's one <laughs> clip where you see kind of like my torso and the shirt is sticking to me. Um, <laughs> but I was very, I was very anti white wet t-shirt on a beach video. <laughs> there you go. I but, like that artistic uh, choice. Very good choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we, it leaves more to the imagination. So I like that. Right. Well, everyone right. knows I love myself a good Christmas season. I'm, I'm, Christmas guy forever. What was it like doing a Christmas song? The video was amazing. I love the lyric video for it. But uh, have you ever done a Christmas song before? No, that was the that was the first Christmas, uh, first and only Christmas song that I've ever written. Um, and uh, I think it was important for me to write uh, and kind of put into the world because I, you know, I, I usually stay out here on the West Coast for for most of the holidays and host. Uh, dinners at my house or lunches or whatever we decide to do brunches <laughs> um, right but uh, i always call my table the island of misfit toys um it's just the people that <laughs> it's just the people that you know are you know don't don't end up going home or don't have a home to go home to um right and they're you know they're friends of mine um and uh i i'm always just surprised by the the number of queer people that, you know, that that is their kind of story. And, um, right. and as happy as the holidays can be for, for most people, um, for a lot of people, it's not. And um, it just is, it is, a, it is a highlight to the fact that there's this thing in your life that wasn't like it used to be um, and, that, and that it hurts. And so anyway, it was, it was something I felt really passionate about writing about and uh, my friend, Jeffrey James and I, who is a friend of mine from college and has co-written um, with me over the past few years, um, we penned that song and um, really, really proud of the way that it came out. Well, it, it's a great song. Like I said, I love me some Christmas music. I play it very early. I mean, the day after Thanksgiving, it goes up in my house. And great message, great lyric video for it. 
And like you said, it's a great message. I mean, even now we're talking about this. Uh, I talked to my buddy Dale Shores the other day, and with this quarantine and everything, we have a lot of LGBTQ people that are kind of stuck at home with parents that don't really uh, aren't supportive whatsoever, and they can't go out now. And you wonder what's happening mentally for them. And it's it's still tough for a lot of people out there. It's getting more accepted, uh, but we still have a long way to go, right? Yeah, I mean, and I think that in in those cases, there are places where I, I think it's important that kids know where to turn um, for support. Uh, I think the Trevor Project does a great job um, in kind of laying out literature and their hotline and just making themselves available for people that need that kind of support. Um, they just put out a a coming out kind of a coming out guide that uh, I'll share with you after this, um, and then you can post it up when you post up the, um, the episode. Oh, but, well, um, great. Yeah, but um, I, think it's, uh, I think it's something very worthwhile to talk about, especially during this time. I think it's really important for kids to know where they can turn if they don't have the support that they need. Great resource. I love that. I love the Trevor Project, and I'm looking forward to that link. I will post it tomorrow with the show information. I'm actually having a uh, psychologist, LGBTQ uh, psychologist come on the show tomorrow on Tuesday to talk about this a bit too, because I think it's really important we support each other. Another reason why I love all the great content that uh, entertainers, straight and gay, are doing out there, but to see that they have representation out there and that you're not alone during this time with these Instagram live feeds and things like that. So really important. Well, the, the, um, I agree. Uh, and the URL for that is uh, just thetrevorproject.org backslash coming out. Okay, great. I will write it down right here. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Well, let's get into the newest single, um, I Just Want to Be Happy. Uh, great song. Now, I'm always worried where do these things come from. This is a breakup song. <laughs> I'm hoping everything's happy in paradise there. Talk to me about the inspiration oh. for this song. It is beautiful, my friend. Sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so I I, um, I wrote I wrote Top Shelf last summer about my boyfriend, and then I joke to people now, and I say um, he repaid me um, for writing that song by jumping my ass. <laughs> no, so are you kidding me? Are you serious right now? Uh, I'm serious. But it was a it was a it was a good breakup. It was you know I still love him a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, we still share a dog, so we see each other every week. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's, that's where the inspiration for this song came from. And um, it, it was kind of one of those things where a friend of mine told me, you know, I was kind of going, it, like, kind of in the trenches of, of this uh, situation. He, he just said, you just need to decide how you want to behave in this moment and just do that and um you know because i think you have like swirling emotions whether they're you know happy sure. and sad and anger and all of those things and um i think every time i sat down to try to you know want to say something or write something um i just kept coming back to the same thing and it was despite everything like i still love this person and i want him to be happy um in whatever way that looks like um and uh and so it was. That's where that song came from. Um, and uh, it was, it was a cathartic thing to write and kind of help me process and move on. Um, but then I also did just think it's a fun song. <laughs> so I was happy 
to there you go. Well, I, I am sorry yeah. you had to live through it, but it is great lyrics and a beautiful song. So it's always great when you can uh, – artists are the people that can turn pain into uh, amazing uh, hope for everyone else. So that's a, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's a great well, message I'll, to put out there. I always say you got to write what you know, and that's what I knew at the time. So that's <laughs> what I wrote. Right. Um, but, um, but, yeah, so that's uh, – you know, we, I put that out in February, and then um, we, I have um, kind of, I have a few more singles coming out here in the next few months. Um, one of them uh, featuring uh, my friend Cam, who I'm really excited to put that song out. Um, and then all of the, the next few singles are the music bed for a documentary that we shot in October that comes out this summer. So, um really excited about the 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 next few months um <laughs> depending on what else is going to happen I, I may still be in this house uh there you go my apartment but who knows um, <laughs> but the plan the plan is to be releasing music and and this other project so i'm ex- i'm excited we've got some good things coming well, that up. sounds great we'll definitely have to have you back in a couple of months when we talk when the documentary comes out uh, that that's great. I love that, and I think that's just the way music is now. You kind of albums are great; they can tell a story. But singles are the way everything's going now with streaming and everything else. It's it's best to release something every other couple months or so than I think to release whole albums anymore, right? Yeah, I mean that's definitely the trend. Um, so you know, it's just kind of like feeding the machine, right? <laughs> but exactly. I, I'll never forget. I. I worked so hard on my first record that came out in 2017 and I released it in October. And then I kid you not by January, someone said, boy, I can't wait to get some new music <laughs> from you. Oh my goodness. I was like, you, you better run. You better run. <laughs> there you go. You, you there run. you go. <laughs> I love oh, it. I love but, it. Um, oh, but yeah, hilarious. so things out now. There you go. All right, well, no April Fool's joke. Uh, on April 1st, we are doing a live stream for you. It's going to be at 8 o'clock Eastern time, only $10 for a ticket if you go to stage it. Talk about uh, this is um, – tell me how the concept came out. You said – I think all the queens have been doing this for, you said, for a couple weeks now, right? Um, no, so it just started this week. Um, the and I'm trying to think of the exact date. Um, I think it runs through. Hold on, I'll tell you. Um, it runs through. Nope, not that one. Uh, let's see. It started on the 27th, so it started a couple of days ago, and it runs through April 5th. Um, oh, and, great. Okay. Uh, it, it kind of it, it started out with just uh, the queens and me, uh, and then it expanded to. Um, 60 plus LGBTQ artists from, you know, drag queens like Alaska um, and Miss Cracker to uh, myself, my buddy Rayvon Owen, um, who's also doing a show to John Cameron Mitchell. So it's uh, there's a there's a whole list of people that are going to be participating in the drag fest and doing these live stream shows. Um, but yes, uh, buy a ticket to mine. It's on April 1st, um, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Uh, uh, Eastern time I'm um, going to be doing uh, a lot of the new music that is coming out here in the next few months and um, talking about the new projects and, and uh, just trying to bring some light and laugh to uh, this otherwise uh, bleak time. Um, so it, it should be a fun night. 
That is exciting. I'm looking forward to it, picking up my ticket today. When I look today, there's only 47 tickets left. We're recording this the day before, so everyone jump on there. Tonight, there may be sold out by the time we get going here, because I guess i got to watch the stream feed there. We'll get as many people as possible doing for 10 bucks. It's uh, worth the price of admission for a dang live concert. So that's pretty awesome. Well, and you just, it's going to be, we're going to do it right here in my living room. So it should be fun. Just get a little extra special glimpse into my life. <laughs> but, now, but, see, but as, as a gay man here, the only gay gene I really inherited ever was the, the interior design gene. I would spend me three days trying to figure, to line the shot up of what I wanted you to see in my house. That would drive me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to be that, quite that, um, uh, specific about manic. it, but, um, <laughs> that, that manic about it, um, mainly because I just moved into this apartment a month ago, so I'm still piecing it together. Um, and, uh, there's, there's nothing worse than you, you know, for, um, for people like us to, to say, you just moved into a place and you can't shop for anything. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh my gosh. For a while. Oh. <laughs> that is gay hell right there you're living through, my friend. Oh, my goodness. I know. Horrible. <laughs> well, Brandon Stansell, it's always a delight to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming back on. We will have links to the on the website tonight um, so you can link to the tickets to get your own ticket. I appreciate you, my friend. Thanks for doing this, and thanks for all your great music. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, well, stay on the line for me, guys. We're going to play out to Brandon's newest single, I Just Want You to Be Happy. And be sure to look for our special bonus feature. We're going to do five questions with Brandon Stansel here very soon. You're listening to the Left of Straight show right here on Left of Straight Radio Network. It was hard to come home to see the closet half empty. An old denim jacket is all that you left me. Pictures are gone, just a nail on the wall It's like you never lived here at all I go out with my friends, people ask how I'm doing But my heart's not quite done, I try not to lose it I run to the bathroom so they don't see me cry The truth is that I'm not alright I tried to write you a letter Say all the things I need to say Thought I would feel a little better But at the end of the day my broken heart wants to hate you But all I keep coming back to Is even though you really hurt me I just want you to be happy And letting you go, that's when I knew I must have really loved you Cause even if it don't involve me I still want you to be happy can honestly say it was good till it wasn't Thought I'd see you this weekend, didn't see this coming You're working through something, but you said that you tried So concerned that you'd hurt me, it hurt more that you lied I kept a shirt and a sweater This close to throwing them all away Thought I would feel a little better But at the end of the day My broken heart wants to hate you But I keep coming back I just want you to be happy And letting you go, that's when I knew I must have really loved you Cause even if it don't involve me 
Conversation with him. Be sure to watch his live stream as uh, part of Drag Fest online uh, this Wednesday at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. You can get tickets, and it's only $10. Great time. Guys, I'm going to play Dell Shores interview. For some reason, we lost the first 10 minutes of audio. I don't know what happened. I was going through the editing earlier today, and we lost the first 10 minutes of our show. So we're going to kind of get in. To the interview in progress, we're talking about the pandemic and what it's doing to all of our friends and uh, his um, mother and father-in-law are Alexander or Newell, uh, Newell and Rosemary Alexander, who are great friends of the show as well. And he said they were doing good. We checked in with his daughters and everyone and all that. So we kind of were going into how the uh, corona pandemic is affecting everybody. So we're going to get to that in progress. And then we're going to talk, uh, finish up the interview. We have the last uh, about 25 minutes of the interview here. We're talking about his new plays and what's going on in Dell's life. So here is my buddy, Mr. Dell Shores, uh, interview in progress. So I'm sorry that we lost the first 10 minutes somehow. Enjoy, guys. I mean, they're, they're, but 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 in that we all uh, all of our problems are legitimate and and we have to to know that there's in that we we have to go okay yes this is this is what's happening in my life you know it's like all you know you know I have a Palm Springs uh, condominium and every single tenant has canceled into uh, through May. Uh, so there's a right. stream of income that's not coming in and there's a and 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 these are. These are these are not as as serious problems for me as a lot of people because uh, you know I'm 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 still okay but in that it gets scary when money stops coming in and and it it just continues to go out so um, right anyway, exactly I mean you know uh, I've been coming to Palm Springs every summer the last couple of years and and my hostess here like they've had no income coming in so they're kind of like. Usually it's their slowest time of year. They're not sure if it's going to be busy, if I should hold off for a bit or what. It's just, it's, there's so many different industries that have been affected by this that you don't think of. So it's just wild. I mean, just think about our, you know, our, our, our bars and liquor stores and I'm I'm going right to the liquor. Did you notice that? Right to the liquor. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't notice that, but I'm with you. I was I. I, I was like, where can I get some? I'm out of wine. I went on to Groupon, and I, I, I kind of over 
I over I'll have to send you a picture after we're done with this. I, I, I over ordered a little bit, Scott. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, got, I love I it. I love it. Through the end of the year. <laughs> that is so funny. And when you think about it, I mean, just to get a little serious for just two seconds, um, the LGBT bars and everything, that's really sometimes the only place that people can be themselves. And these guys are now quarantined right. with their families and relatives that just don't agree with their, who they are at all. And we've lost the big congregating places. I mean, that's a place for everyone to get away a little bit. But the LGBT bars and gyms and things like that are really a refuge for a lot of us in our community. Well, I mean, you know, and, and, and not to get overly graphic, but, you know, the, the apps like Scruff and, and Grinder and Growler and those places where, where men connect for dating or desires, those you can't. You, can't, you can say hello, but you, there's right. nothing that can be done. So basically, those just become kind of frustrating. And the other day, the other day, some guy hits me on Scruff. And he says, would you like your feet massaged? And I'm like, well, no, I, I do not want my feet massaged by your coronavirus hands. I don't. Uh, and he goes, he goes, well, maybe another time. And I'm like, you idiot. So which brings me to there are a lot of people out there who aren't being responsible. I see it, I, you know, before they close Runyon Canyon down, I would see people just hiking and, and touching and, you know, and, and, and of course, Trump wants everybody to go to church on Easter. And, um, oh, right. I, oh, I don't know. Did, did you see my Jimmy Dale Watkins where Jimmy Dale Watkins went off on that Easter service <laughs> recommendation? He, I, I did, it, he, it's I worth did. going on, yeah, on my Instagram for those listening. Go and Jimmy Dale Watkins for y'all know to, it, who don't know. He's an alter ego of mine that I discovered, and he became a character in Six Characters in Search of a Play, which is, by the way, available on Broadway HD and Deco. And those are you can get seven days free, so do it. And uh, you can see Southern Baptist Sissies on um, on uh, Broadway HD as well, and you can also see uh, a very sorted wedding now. It's on Deco, Deco. Um, so anyway, um, the uh, what was I talking about before I plugged myself? I we're just got talking, so No, we're talking about oh, your, Jimmy your, your, uh, Facebook. Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy, yeah. Yeah, so so Jimmy Dale. So I resurrected Jimmy Dale. I thought it would be a good time to resurrect Jimmy Dale during these trying times. And I, I love doing him because I go into this mindset of this, you know, this closeted redneck in Georgia, and he's in isolation, and he has his meme all down the street that he has to go take food to, but he can't even hug her. And and he uh, he he really got upset about Trump with that uh, Easter service, and he was like, "Yeah, just go, just go, go to church. All of you people who supporting Trump and hug on each other and touch each other's faces, just do it. And y'all resurrect all those MAGA, those MAGA, those rallies. Do those rallies. <laughs> just get real close." <laughs> So it's a great was, stream. Was, I got he, my come and go hat hanging right in front of me. As a matter of fact, I think of Jimmy often here. Uh, one of my favorite well, you know, characters. I say, I say a lot that that comes out of my a lot of comes out of my mouth. I I a lot of people would just think, but even with Jimmy Dell, I get to go a little bit further with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, 
I usually agree with him, but I'm not exactly sure that his technique is is, is right. I love it. He's also wandered in. I do want to talk about that for a bit. We're talking about content and how important it is for us that are hunkered at home of things to see. And you have been doing these very sorted bedtime tales. I want to talk that about. I want to talk about what's streaming out there. And also, at the very end, we're going to talk about your website, too, because, like you said, we all need to support each other. And you can actually buy these things because you have a lot of things that aren't on streaming right now, some great uh, yeah. movies and plays we can do. But talk about how bedtime stories came about. Sounds, it's, it's so much fun. I'm enjoying every one. Well, you know, it was so crazy. The other day, I was uh, I was just going through some old stuff, and and I saw uh, this this little novel that I had I wrote twenty one chapters of called uh, Sorted Saga, and I wrote it in uh, two, probably around two thousand and six. It was before the series, and so a lot of the stories uh, actually inspired a lot of the the content that was in Sorted Lives, the series. So it what, so I thought you know what what everybody's just sitting at home why don't I just read these and connect with everybody and I thought you know I'll have like eighty people listen to me and there there it's like over a thousand people are hearing and watching these and not always live but you know they just the the sure. uh, views right. are creeping up to over a thousand on each one of them and they're just so much fun for me and my rule for myself is that I won't read them before I read them to you. And so they feel really fresh to me. And, you know, I as I say in Six Characters in Search of a Play, I'm a very big fan of myself. So I get so <laughs> tickled at some of these, because I don't remember writing it. It just cracks me up. So each each chapter is a character. So, you know, we've had chapters with Sissy, with Brother Boy, with Bitsy Mae, with Peggy. And and all the stories connect, and so and I think we're on. That's my favorite thing is it seems like it's as fun for you as it is for us watching it because you can see that randomness of it when you're reacquainting yourself with it. So it's it's a lot of fun. It's got to be fun for you. I got so tickled the other night I could not even compose myself, but but people seem to love it. I mean, let's go back to the old Carol Burnett show. People love it when you get when you go up. I just can't contain yourself. And because uh, and some of it is just so politically wrong with these characters. And, you know, that cracks me up for some reason that these characters are still, uh, you know, somewhat ignorant. And then after that, I thought, well, you know, uh, the, the the series, Sorted Life's a series that went into bankruptcy and they they sold the series to a company that I can't seem to get a hold of. And all the streaming went down and all the DVDs stopped being sold. And a lot of people really don't ha- don't even have access. So it's not the best way to view them, but I just put my iPhone on a tripod in my living room and each night I'm screening uh, an episode and we'll see how long it goes. I'll <laughs> probably repeat it. So uh, last night was episode three and tonight I'm going to stream um, the one of my favorite episodes where Sissy Kills a Goat. And uh, and I, ironically, <laughs> we had just read a sto- the story that inspired that a couple of nights ago. So anyway, that's that's what's going on on my Facebook page, and uh, and then of course Jimmy Dale's going on Instagram that actually goes on the Facebook as well. So y'all check it out. And if you want to hear my mouth, just go on to Twitter. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, it's 
it's so interesting, Scott, because you're so, you, you you love Twitter so, and I I was resistant to Twitter for so long, but now I love Twitter. Yeah, Twitter was my original platform before the Instagram because, like I said, I have the face for radio. And I didn't like having you all the pictures. Twitter, I could just talk at once, and uh, now I'm used to the Instagram too. But I've always loved Twitter. It's, it's a good community out there, so it's fun. It is. It is, and it's you know you can you can uh, you can connect with people that you normally wouldn't uh, in a celebrity way, and and let them have it. Kirstie Alley blocked me last week. She got mad at me, um, and. Uh, I've had, I've had that's a big thing in my new show the shit stirrer is how many people have blocked me and I read the tweets that got me blocked I, so, I was going to uh, ask about that because I did see that where she did that last week and I know that you did base your show on that so uh so that had to be a badge of honor though right there I would think and a new well, character for the I show guess. <laughs> It wasn't even that bad, though. I've gotten I've gotten blocks for a lot better reasons than what Kirstie Alley blocked <laughs> me for. I just all I did was I said, "There's." I, I just wrote. I, I retweeted her big love letter to Trump, and I said, uh, "There's good crazy and there's bad crazy," <laughs> and <laughs> she blocked me over that. <laughs> so, no sense anyway. of humor, these Scientologists. I tell you this. Goodness gracious. Oh. Now, talk about Um, all your characters. You're obviously good friends with Leslie Jordan. How's he doing with all this? I'm surprised I haven't seen him in anything. He he creates – every once in a while you just see a really funny little video thing from him on social, but I haven't seen him in a while. Oh, he has one today. You need to go to his Instagram. He gave – he decided that he was going to show how he's exercising and his exercise tips, and it's hysterical. He's hunkered down in – yeah, he rented a place in Chattanooga to be close to his family for a month, and uh, he's got a big, big job coming up that I don't think he's been able to talk about publicly, so I certainly won't, but it's big. Gotcha. It's big. He, he's, he's, he's got some good, good news coming up, and of course, everything's been delayed because of the, the um, this pandemic, so... Uh, but he's, right. he's doing well. I, we, we text uh, every other day or so. And, uh, you know, he always makes yeah. me laugh. Uh, well, I am glad that this side of crazy got to do its L.A. run before all this happened. Talk about that. I mean, it's got to be uh, – I heard great things from everyone, all my friends in L.A. Talk about how that was. You had an amazing cast uh, reunited with some. Talk was, about how the play went. Truly for – brilliant, brilliant actresses that I got to work with. Sharon Garrison played Diddy Blaylock yeah, the, for the Sorted Lives fans or the, uh, she was in, she was the, in the Sorted, uh, the series, she was the preacher's wife. She was the one in Sorted Wedding who said, we want our rainbow back. So uh, right. I've been working for, with Sharon for a long, long time. And so she plays the matriarch, the narcissistic matriarch of this family. And her daughters um, were played by Bobby Eakes and Dale Dickey and Rachel Sorsa. And it was magical. And, you know, I'd, I'd already had a very strong run in, um, Up in San, San Francisco, Francisco yeah. with uh, another great group of, of wonderful actresses uh, it was uh, up there so uh, they they had we I had premiered it and gotten a lot of the kinks out of the play I mean you know in a premiere that's what you do you work on it and I have to always be grateful to my San Francisco cast for helping me really get the play 
and into the condition that it could get those reviews like it did here in LA. But we, we, we got love letters here in LA. We really did. And we had great audiences. And then right at the end, the last two weeks, the Corona scare happened. And it was the first time in the history of any of my plays that I, my last shows did not sell out. And it right. was, and, and honestly, a lot of people bought tickets and they were very gracious and, and didn't ask for refunds. They just did not come. They just were scared to come. So, so right. I got, you know, I literally closed on a Sunday, got on a plane on a Monday and flew to Dallas to go into a rehearsals on a Tuesday. And uh, it, then it all started getting crazy and scary. And we were at least the, we were, we were really, uh, even in rehearsal, we were obeying all the rules of social distancing. Nobody was hugging, nobody was touching, and lots of wipes and lots of uh, Purell were being used. But then, the, uh, while well, the city of Dallas then uh, made the, um, I don't know what it's called exactly. It, it was it was one of those things where no gatherings over fifty. So we knew that we had to cancel the show and okay, uh, move right. it and. So we're, we're hoping to go back into rehearsal, and we did get some good rehearsals in, and we're hoping to go back into rehearsal in, um, in late June to open in July. So we'll see. And while, but while I was there, you know, uh, a very sorted wedding is supposed to premiere uh, the stage production of it. I adapted it to stage, which is the first time that's ever happened for me where I went from movie to stage. It's always been the opposite. And uh, we that was one of my next questions. Cast. I was wondering how that process went because, yeah, everything has always gone from play. Did you? I had lots of questions on it actually because I know all of your plays have turned into movies, but this was the first time that I know of that did go from a movie to a play. Did you have that in the back of your head when you wrote it? Did you kind of write it as you would a play, or how has that been that process no. of re engineering it? No, I think I would have done it differently if I knew that I was going to adapt it. But <laughs> I truly just thought it was going to be a movie. But I got I got so many requests. Are you going to adapt it? Are you going to adapt it? And, you know, there was a bit of, you know what? I said that I wouldn't return to the Sorted Lives franchise. But this is this is the same story, and I feel like I can do it. So I really worked on honoring the movie. And it's done where um, I adapted it where I created – the whole town and a lot of the actors are going to be playing multiple characters. So I create, I, I kept a lot of the characters. I mean, it's still like uh, uh, a cast of 17, I think ultimately, but uh, a lot of them are, are doubling up like in, in the production in Dallas, let's just say Vera, the woman playing Vera is also playing Hortense. And okay. uh, you see what okay, I mean? I so, so yeah. Okay. And then uh, Greta, uh, the girl playing uh, Greta, the actress playing Greta, the trophy wife. She's also playing the preacher's wife. So, so you know, wigs. It's it's like a it's it's like a almost like sketch comedy in a way where you can have multiple um, roles being played by the same actor. And uh, really, I love well. it. I mean, I was excited. I first learned about it because, of course, you've been so great about coming out here and working with our evolution theater company in Columbus that I thought was on their, their schedule, which is now totally up in the air. So we're going to cross our fingers and hope with that. But mom and I were excited. we we got our season tickets that we get every year 
and saw that you were coming back out to Columbus with that, I thought, I didn't know that was going to a play. So I was very excited. About well, that. and Mark was one of the first people who reached out to me. And so he, he, yeah, I just, in fact, it's so funny you bring that up is he just wrote me this morning and said, you know, they may have to having to delay their season. And would I be okay if, they, if there was a change in the schedule and I said, do what you have to do. I mean, we all are, that's what we have to do. So, yeah, we're very uh, worried for a bit because of course their non uh, goes by a shoestring as it is, as you know, but they're a great LGBT theater company here in Ohio and they were really worried for what was going to happen, but thank goodness they got a small grant from the Ohio Arts Commission in Columbus. So, looks like we're going to be okay. Oh, we just got to figure out what the season's going to happen. But it was scary going for a couple of weeks there. That's for sure. Well, hopefully, when it's all over, we'll just all get to. Uh, people will want to get out, and people will will be glad to support the arts again. And I'm hoping, and I'm, I'm thinking of some ways of maybe doing some virtual uh, teaming up with with theaters to help them out. You know, I, I thought maybe since uh, I'm going to have to delay doing uh, my show, The Shit Stir, that maybe some of these theaters that I would have performed live at, maybe we can just uh, do some uh, the show from my living room and I can partner with them and they can make some money and I can make a little bit of money and you know, I'm just, we're we're thinking of uh, creative ideas. I I, I love, you know I perform here in L.A. Uh, with Uncabaret, and um, right. tomorrow night at uh, seven o'clock uh, Pacific Standard Time, from seven to nine, I'm going to be performing um, with uh, Julia Sweeney, and, uh, <laughs> and we're all going to be in our own homes. It's Julia and Alec Moffa's on the list, and Beth Lapidus, of course. And uh, it's great. I mean, people are really getting creative like this. We had Rosie do her Broadway. She went raised um, over half a million dollars or half a yeah half a million dollars for the Actors Fund a couple of Sundays ago. Um, that Zoom software that everyone's streaming with has gone up like twenty eight dollars a share since this thing started. So people are getting creative, and it's creating a whole new way to entertain now. So it's, yeah, it's I, I, I to subscribe to it because um, a lot of my actor, my acting students have asked me to, to do some Zoom classes. So uh, my, my issue is I just want to make sure that everybody's OK. You know, you don't you 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 want to be conscious and not uh, tacky in in the charging. So I'm doing things where like with my acting classes, I think I'm just going to do it, pay what you can because I don't want to eliminate anybody that's having a hard time. And well, they've been great. supportive yeah. of me for so long and the same thing with uh you know uh what they're doing with on Cabaret tomorrow night is uh you can go by the way if you want to see that show. It's 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 I mean Lauren Weedman's on it and it's it's a really good good lineup and we'll see how it goes. I mean it's just going to be so I have a bookmark and I will uh, tweet it out tomorrow because I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. It looks great. Yeah, you have to sign up. You do have to sign up on uh like Eventbrite, but it's there's no there's it's it's what it's like what you're saying. It's you know you can um you can pay, but it's pay whatever you want or you can choose not to, you know, if you can't afford it. So it's just going to be 2 hours of us being silly probably. And um, I, I, I'm uh, excited about it. Very, very cool. Well, I am excited to uh, see it. I'm excited for everything that you're doing. These bedtime stories, like I said, have been amazing. Uh, getting to see these other part of the characters. I'm glad you're having as much fun as, as we are. 
Uh, anything else that we should be on the lookout for in the horizon here, my friend, or is it still kind of yeah. touch and go as we see how this brings us? You know what? Uh, um, the, just uh, anything else. I'm on Cameo now, Scott. I, I, I you know, I've, I've resisted it for so long, but I've got had a few people ask me to join Cameo, so I, you know, I can do shout-outs. But the thing that I will do also is if anybody will email me or write me on uh, messages on Instagram or Facebook, I always write you back. So feel free to contact me, and my my email is Dell D E L S H O R E S at me.com and feel free to, to write me and tell me what you're going through. I'll write people back. And, uh, and also if you want to sign up for my mailing list, uh, and get all notices about everything, then, uh, that's, that's the way to do it. And, or you can go to my website, which is delshores.com. And there's a link there that you can sign up for my, my, uh, mailing list. And yes, like you said, all of, all of my content is on, uh, Delshores.com. So, well, I highly recommend section. it. I mean, like I said, I love that you're on streaming, and that's a great way for people that don't have any income coming in right now. If you subscribe to, like, Deku has some of the most amazing LGBT content. Um, but if you can't see his shows on there, and Broadway HD has some amazing content besides Delshores as well. The, the small subscription fees, they don't cost a lot. But do yourself a treat and go to Dell's website, and really you can order the full gamut of all these plates. And I like that you have the great merchandise there as well, uh, some really fun things on there. And uh, your your people keep up pretty good on that. Things updated uh, very very regularly, so they do a good job. Well. Matt, Matt Hayes is who is uh, by the way if you uh, I'll just plug him real quick he, he besides helping me with uh, all of my content and everything on that website he also wrote an amazing short film called Cognitive and it's on uh, Deku right now and I'm in it I play a homophobic pastor in it so um, uh, he, he it's it's a really important little film too it's just really and beautiful one film and festivals he just, all over here and back I mean he's doing I'm so proud yeah he's such a great job with well, he, he that his that film and me mentoring him was truly the inspiration for us creating the Del Shores Foundation, which is a mentoring program for uh, LGBT storytellers. And we had the, we're we're, pu- we're putting it on pause because our big uh, our big uh, convention kind of uh, thing that we we were planning. It's just not going to be able to happen in 2020. So we're putting a lot of that on pause, but we're still brainstorming. And one of the things that I want to encourage everybody out there, if you have a story to tell, tell it, figure out a way to tell it. And then, you know, when we get the foundation back up and running after all of this is over, we'll help you. Uh, figure out a way to get it seen, not just to tell your story, but to get your story seen because someone helped me at one time and, and I want to do that. in in my, in my elderly years, uh, <laughs> <laughs> now that you're a senior, now that you're officially a senior, now that I'm a senior this. citizen, according to fucking oh CNN and, and whole foods, <laughs> I will, I just want to pass on the wealth of the plethora of knowledge that I have. <laughs> so, uh, I, I swear to God, Del, I never got more angry. One of my friends, uh, we were out to, to dinner a couple months back, and they said, oh, look, you're almost old enough to sign up for the Buckeye Club. It's like, shut your face. I'm not old enough for nothing. <laughs> I'm, I'm well, not I mean, when, when you turn – 
when you turn 50, AARP, they just sniff you out. They will find you. Somehow they will oh, find you, and the emails just don't stop. <laughs> it, they, I get stuff all the time. It really upsets the heck out of me. I got to tell you, I've been lying about my age so long, I kind of forget how old I am. But I, but I'm actually kind of dual about it because I am like a, a cheap bastard and love to get discounts on anything I can get. So I kind of like that part of it, but I don't want to admit my age. <laughs> I just, you know, my fantasy, Scott, is that I get carded at Whole Foods. That uh, that the the real elderly go, oh, he 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 can't be sixty, and I go, no, no, here's my driver's license. I just want to get carded. <laughs> I love it. Well, Joe Shores, you are always a pleasure to have on my show. Thank you for being able to call you a friend. Uh, your humor and your wisdom and just your your fun fun outlook on life is a pleasure to behold, and I'm happy to call you my friend. Oh, thank you. Same, same, and back to you, and please tell your mom hi for me. And, um, yes, it was, uh, this has been fun. All right. Well, I definitely will. Be sure to check out Dell's website, dellshore.com. Look for him on all the social media. And uh, look out for our special. We're going to do a five questions with Dell Shores here. So look for that. We'll, we'll get some great content from him there. But, guys, uh, keep, on the line, keep on the line for me, Dell. Guys, we'll be back in this little bit. You're listening to the Left of Straight show right here on the Left of Straight radio network.
back that was matt stern with keeps me awake guys thanks so much for listening tonight big shout out to our good friends brandon stansel and del shores again let's look for brandon this wednesday eight o'clock eastern time uh, for a live concert streaming you can get tickets just ten dollars look for del shores uh he's almost every night he's up on his facebook page live doing either some sorted bedtime stories we're having a chat with his producing partner, Emerson Collins. Also, you can go to the Dell Shores website and order any of his fantastic movies from Southern Baptist Sissies, one of my personal favorites, to, of course, the Sorted Live series and A Very Sorted Wedding. So many great things there. So be sure to check both of those out. Tomorrow, have another excellent show for you. I got an interview with our good buddy, Terry Ray the play electricity and he brought with him a very special guest the amazing miss lonnie anderson from wkrp in cincinnati lonnie plays terry's mumsy in the hit web series my sister is so gay they are on their second season it's on prime amazon prime right now so we're gonna be talking to terry ray and lonnie anderson tomorrow Followed by a fantastic interview with Rob Guttrow. He is a medium. He is a psychic paranormal investigator and uh, just an all-around has an author of some great books. So a couple more great interviews tomorrow. Coming soon, I'm doing some great pre-tape interviews these weeks, guys. We got Zach Bridges, who is on The Voice. Uh, Ryan Carnes from General Hospital in the Eating Out movies. Adam Rothenberg from New York City with his great Call Me Adam uh, blog that he does. Archer Love has an amazing array of Get You Centered and Help You Through Life. Uh, musical artist Eris we back. Uh, Equality Ohio, we're going to talk about some legal issues for the LGBT community. And then uh, writer-director Michael Verratti will be on. And I have Stephanie Schroeder coming on next week, who is a author and an editor of a fantastic anthology series called Headcase and talks about 
mental health for our LGBTQ community, especially during these pandemic times. So lots of great shows coming on. Thanks for all of my guests. And we will be back tomorrow. Every Monday and Tuesday, I will be doing a live opening, live closing, just like this. We'll be doing mostly pre-taped interviews, taped earlier in the week, but you are going to have some fantastic people on, guys. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast distributor at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. And if you like the episode, please give it a big five-star rating. That'll help get us through their algorithm and get more people to listen to our show You can check out the website, www.leftofstraight.com. Follow on social media at Twitter and Instagram at at leftofstraight, L-E-F-T-O-F-S-T-R and the number eight. On Facebook, there's a Left of Straight show page and my public page, Scott Fullerton. Send me a friend request. Love to make new friends. Have a great night, everybody. We are out of here. Bye-bye.